Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash ask Reddit, where we answer the question, what was the best you have no power here moment that you've ever seen? Our next reply is from Nevermind. I worked for eight years servicing communications equipment on site. Five of those years were as a department manager. When oil was found in our area, we got so busy we could barely even think. Most of my team was pulling over 12-hour shifts for six days a week, and we were struggling to hire people quick enough. One day, the CEO texted me and said he hired an assistant manager for me, which was something I desperately needed. I was dirty as hell from one of my previous jobs and swung by the store to pick him up to take him to one of our sites where he would be doing paperwork. The moment he got in the truck, he immediately started talking trash. He started telling me about how everything we were doing is messed up, and the department manager, who is me, was a total moron, and he would have my job within a few months. (laughs) I just sat and mostly listened. He obviously didn't know anything about my industry, and every time he would say something wrong, I would try to politely correct him, and he'd either backtrack or insist that I was trained wrong. When we got to the work site, which was out in the middle of the West Texas desert, he complained about the layer of dust on everything and ordered me to clean up the entire site. When I sat down at my desk, the guy continued to complain about everything that was wrong and chastised me for sitting down at my desk when he told me to clean up the site. So I called a taxi, filled out a notice of termination, and handed it to him. He looked absolutely shocked. Then he defiantly protested that only the CEO could fire him. I said, and also the name of the director, right? He sheepishly nodded. (laughs) So I stuck my hand out for a handshake and introduced myself. I can teach anyone how to service equipment, but I don't have a clue how to teach someone not to be a butthole. OP, I'm surprised you didn't just fire him at the end of the day. I would have loved to introduce myself and then watch him squirm for the rest of his eight-hour shift. I taught my sixth grade students about democratic processes and we ran a simulation. Without fail, every one of my classes tried to impeach me. And then beneath that, we have a similar story from Popsicle Incorporated. Well, I feel a lot less original now. I'm a college student and last year we had a class about Congress in which part of the class was simulation-based. I got the idea to impeach our professor, and it soon became a bipartisan effort. The professor was pretty cool about it. When we submitted the articles, one of which included accusing him of murdering Jeffrey Epstein, he jokingly banged his fist on the table and called us all traitors. After the impeachment vote passed, the speaker told him, The Senate will decide your fate. And he was in the loop enough to know the acceptable response was, I am the Senate. Did the professor then start shooting force lightning out of his fingertips and send his star student to go murder all the youngling freshmen? Our next reply is from Barbatos Vex. We had a human resources lady who was extremely power hungry. She's walking around with the president of the company who flew in from Japan. She rushes him through the warehouse. She just spits out, Oh, these are the warehouse guys. We don't have to stop and talk to them. He stops, walks over, and starts talking to me about my last vacation, how buying my house went. You could just see her fuming behind him as we talked for almost 45 minutes. I've had multiple meetings with him. We knew each other really well. I don't think he liked her and he dragged it out on purpose, but I was thrilled to see her just standing there bored as hell. Our next reply is from Sarcasm Spelunker. When I was working customer service for a restaurant delivery app sort of like DoorDash, I had a customer send in a complaint about hair in her food. The hair was sitting on top of the food. I checked their account, and they had one order on their account, which is a red flag. 
I check their phone number and find multiple accounts, each with only one or two orders, all of them complaining about hair in the food. I deny a refund because the customer has actually used the same identical photo for the last order since they ordered the same thing. The customer tries to argue with me, threaten to never use the service again, the typical stuff they always try to say. Eventually, the customer gives up and ends the call, then immediately tries again. I get the support request. I see who it is, then deny the refund again. She ends the call, then tries again. The person behind me gets the call. I tap that person on the shoulder and show them what I pulled up on my screen, and that person denies the refund. The next day, she calls back and tries again, and she's outside of the refund window. So the customer demands to speak to a supervisor. The supervisor bans her from the service for multiple fraudulent refund requests. What kind of threat is that to have a scammer threaten to never use the service again? Uh, sweet, yeah, that'd be awesome, thank you. Our next reply is from Dr. Rumack. A coworker friend of mine was flying back from a sales conference in Vegas, and he was able to upgrade to a first-class seat. We had this awful sales VP who was on the same flight. She was the snobby entitled type with a full-time nanny and a giant McMansion in the suburbs. And she generally treated people who worked for her like servants. She sees him in first class as she's making her way to coach and asks him how he got the seat. He uses points to upgrade. As people are getting settled in, she makes her way back up to the first class cabin and asks to speak with the lead flight attendant. She tells him that one of her underlings is sitting in first class, and that she needs to switch with him since she's higher on the corporate ladder. The guy can't believe what he's hearing, but she won't take no for an answer. Finally, he tells her she has to go back to her seat or she will be escorted from the plane. She made a complete tool of herself in front of the whole first class cabin. So beneath that, people were wondering if this boss retaliated against OP, and OP replies, that's sort of what happened for a while, but it was more subtle than that. Lots of passive-aggressive stuff, like calling him out for feedback in large meetings. This guy was a star salesperson, so it wasn't in her best interest to make his life hell. Plus, everyone heard about it, including his peers and superiors, and it reflected very poorly on her. This wasn't a small outfit either. It was a giant Fortune 100 software company. Eventually, they both moved into different roles and never had to deal with each other again. Our next reply is from Wide-Eyed. I had a rough childhood with a drug addict father. My mom struggled to make ends meet and my first job was paying for the mortgage. After several months of working at my first job, I finally had some money to spend on myself and decided to get a computer and a decent internet connection. At the time, the best internet I could buy was part of a dish combo package. I bought a dish and brought it home to install in the house. During this time, my dad was still living at home with us, but he was hardly there, and my parents had all but separated at that point. My dad promptly asked me what I was doing putting a dish on his house. I let him know that I pay the mortgage now, and I can make decisions on what we do with the house. I was young, but it was a very empowering moment for me. And then, beneath this story, Tan Croissant replies, I guess revenge is a dish best served on the side of the house. Our next reply is from Voice of Crazen. One of my new employees came from a competitor who is, shall we say, not as put together as we are. Her former boss had actually called me to yell at me about poaching his consultants, which in and of itself is weird enough. However, a few weeks after she started, the dude rolled up to our office. He had apparently been calling her to get her to finish an analysis for him, and she just ghosted him. I went to the lobby to see what the F he was doing here. He started in on me again, and then she just happened to walk by. 
I didn't fully understand the conversation, but at one point, he literally demanded she finish the analysis. She just said, or what? And waited a few beats before turning on her heels and walking away. I did the old hand on his back and point to the door, which was universal symbol for leave or a large security man will make you leave. I never heard from him again. And then beneath that, we have a similar story from original chaos in a box. Many years ago, we fired a salesperson. She was a compulsive liar and unethical as hell. She was also living under the delusion that the place would fall apart without her and that we'd be begging her to come back in a couple of weeks. So it didn't sit too well with her when we hired her replacement. His first day on the job, she calls him up to cuss him out for stealing her job. Later that day, she called corporate, and from what I hear, the conversation went like this. That bastard is trying to steal my clients. He's going around town telling people he replaced me. Corporate replied, he did replace you. Harass him or any other employee again, and we're calling the cops. That finally convinced her that we weren't going to be begging her to come back. Our next reply is from Blind30. I had an old boss who was a complete and total bastard. He was actually my boss's boss, and he wasn't supposed to interact with us unless it was through our boss. But he just loved trying to make everyone under him squirm. The company had forced him to go to training twice because of how he spoke to people. One day I get a call at home from him, and he just starts unloading, cursing, name-calling, and insulting me over some technical issue he had just found out about. After a couple of minutes, I just looked at my phone and hung up on him. The next day, I get called into a meeting with his boss, who basically wants to know who the F I think I am hanging up on this guy. I calmly explain that no one gets to yell at me on my time, in my home, on my phone. You have to wait for me to be on the clock to pay me for that privilege, and I'll gladly take that money. If I'm busy being yelled at, I'm not busy with anything else. That seemed to work. I feel like that's the one thing that a lot of bosses need to understand. Dude, you literally have to pay us to care about any of this garbage. Otherwise, we honestly couldn't care less. Our next reply is from Epidemica. In my first apartment, my parents came to visit, and I yelled the F word when I hit my head on the open door of the freezer while standing up from grabbing something in the fridge. My mother said, You can't talk like that in my house. And stop mid-sentence. OP, if your mom pulls that son again, you should send her to the guest room without dinner to adjust her attitude. Our next reply is from Grease Lightning. I worked at Walmart as a cashier, and the assistant manager there was a dick. He would insult everybody working there and force us sometimes to do work above our pay grade. Six months later, me and him got transferred to another Walmart that was just built and they needed to pick a manager and assistant manager. Some random guy got manager, but I got assistant manager. I guess all the complaints he got as the assistant manager basically gave him a demotion. So one day he was ordering the other cashiers around, so I pulled him to the side and told him that if he kept pulling that same stuff around here, he would be out of here. I haven't heard anything from him since. So before I became a professional YouTuber, I had this sucky office job and I basically did YouTube on the side. And one day, out of the blue, my boss just fired me. But now, years later, I'm really looking forward to the moment when I cross paths with my old boss again. That will be a very, very satisfying encounter. Our next reply is from Definitely Not Mr. Steve. I worked at a movie theater and a couple of customers were adamant that a staff member had stolen their wallet after they dropped it. It turns out these people just couldn't see and found the wallet once they actually started looking for it. They got irate with literally everyone, from the mall security to the managers to the staff. 
Mall security finally said, get the F out. And the customers went, you can't say that. This isn't your theater. We're customers. The mall security guy promptly said, this is my mall and I can do whatever the f*** I want. Our next reply is from Bradland. When I was in high school, I worked at a popular warehouse club selling computers on the weekend. I was hired by the store manager via a friend's referral. I loved computers, and they thought that I'd make a good salesman, so my job was to stay in the computer department and sell computers, nothing else. Well, one of the shift managers didn't like that, and started insisting that I go fold clothes for a while. As in, half of my freaking shift. I told him that the store manager had instructed me never to leave the technology department, but he insisted. This went on for several weeks. The store manager showed up one weekend when both the power-tripping shift manager and I were working. The store manager walks up with the shift manager close behind. The store manager slaps a graph down on the table and points at some highlighted numbers. He looks at the shift manager and says, Do you see this? This is our average technology sales numbers for the weeks that you are on shift. See this number over here? This is our average technology sales numbers for weeks that you're not on shift. At this point, it would be more cost effective for me to simply fire you. What do you think about that solution? The guy stammers and stutters like a toddler caught bullying another kid on the playground. Fortunately, the dude wasn't fired, but the store manager made it clear that when I was on shift, I was not to leave the technology department unless I was on break or there was a fire in the store. The shift manager never said another word to me. Our next reply is from Snoochies to the Max. My dad called me after I moved out to inform me that the lawn was getting pretty long and needed to be mowed. So? I asked. Well, just because you don't live here anymore doesn't mean that it's not your responsibility, he said. Yes, it does, I said, and hung up on him. By that logic, OP, you should have just said, Well, you know, Pops, my fridge is looking a little bit empty. When are you getting new groceries? What? I'm not responsible for your food. Well, just because I don't live with you anymore doesn't mean that it's not your responsibility to feed me. That was our slash ask Reddit, and if you like this content, then check out my Patreon where I publish extra podcast episodes. Also, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.